D-Dog's award-winning barbecue rubs put the perfect balance of spicy and sweet on your ribs, chicken, all beef and pork, and more. Whether it's slow-cooked barbecue, or grilled steaks and burgers, or soups, vegetables, or anything else from your kitchen, D-Dog's award-winning rubs make good food great. Four flavors, original, maple, apple, and peach, each made from the freshest all-natural ingredients. Order yours today at www.ddogsbarbecue.com. That's D-D-O-G-S-B-B-Q.com. D-Dog's Barbecue Rubs. It's better than ketchup. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome to Barbecue Central, the show where we talk about all things important to the world of barbecue. From big-named interviews to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here inside Barbecue Central. If you're interested in learning more about barbecue, feel free to visit our website at www.bbq-theletteru.com. Get connected to the best barbecue forum on the Internet. And now, here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Thank you, Jim Morgan, and welcome to Barbecue Central, the show where we talk about all things important in the world of barbecue. Wherever you are across the globe, I certainly appreciate you taking time out to join me. Today, I continue my quest to interview the top four barbecue competitions that take place during the course of the year. Jack Daniels, Memphis in May, Best of the Best, and the American Royal. My guest today is the organizer for the National Barbecue Festival, which also houses the Best of the Best Invitational and Open, located in Douglas, Georgia. His name is Kale Phelps, and he joins me right now. Kale, welcome to Barbecue Central. Hey, Greg, I appreciate you uh, inviting me, and uh, glad to be here. Well, certainly my pleasure. Kale, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself personally, and then we'll get into the barbecue aspect? Well, I'm uh, 37 years old. I've been uh, barbecuing all my life. Really got into competition barbecuing with my dad and uh, his cook partner, um, when I was uh, about 12 years old, uh, they formed a little local team here and uh, got out, started barbecuing, and um, things got to growing. I've always been in the newspaper business as well locally. Uh, growing up, that's what my mom and dad did for a living. And uh, so they started the National Barbecue News 17 years ago. And as of five years ago, I have uh, bought that publication as they've semi-retired. And uh, just been going at it ever since. I know we're going to talk about the best of the best here for majority of the conversation, but if you want to tell us a little bit about the National Barbecue News and, and what that's all about. Yeah, um, it's real simple, man. It's just uh, a monthly publication that's uh, all about barbecue. I get the honor and uh, privilege to go almost 30 week weekends a year, uh, going to different events uh, all across the country. We go to the small events. We go to big events. We don't put a criteria on what we cover. If it's about barbecue, true barbecue, we try to cover it. We do recipes, schedule events for all the different associations. We also do a a non-sanctioned calendar as well. And, um, you know, we just try to stay up to date on what's happening in the world of barbecue. What kind of a subscription base do you have currently? Uh, Well, right now I'm in... uh, 47 states as well as uh, six foreign countries and we go to uh, judges cook teams 
backyard cooks. You know, we, we do a fair good bit of competition barbecue, but we're not locked down to just that. I mean, if it's a restaurant, you know, we do restaurant reviews. We've got a restaurant guide. Um, basically, if it's uh, if it's about barbecue, that's that's what we try to cover, and uh, we try to include everybody in it. You're the organizer for the National Barbecue Festival, which hosts the best of the best barbecue competition. How long have you been associated with the festival, and then of course, uh, best of the best? We actually started the uh, the National Barbecue Festival as a small uh, backyard event here locally in Douglas, Georgia, uh, six years ago. The reason we kind of started small, we don't sanction. Um, we're a non-sanctioned event, um, which means our rules are stuff that we've made. And what we were trying to do, we wanted to come up with a format, a contest-type format that has a little of everything involved, um, but is not catered to one group. What we try to do is we wanted to see if those rules would work in a contest environment, and so therefore we started with a small backyard contest about six years ago. We did on a small scale for two years. Uh, I think the first year we had 12 teams, and uh, next year we had close to 40 teams in uh, just a a small event. And uh, we never tweaked any of the rules. Uh, Everything worked great. Our scoring system that we have in place worked great. So after two years of trial, we decided to put it to the test and have start then what was known as the National Barbecue Festival now. You know, we have, we host the best of the best, like you say, which is uh, an invitational event that only sends invites to the uh, top ten uh, finishers in every sanctioning organization's points race for a year. And the event that's coming up the first weekend in November in 2007 actually has teams that finished in their organizations through the year 2006. So you've had guys preparing for the Invitational uh, all through 2006, uh, and now in November 2007 they'll actually get to see how they rank against all these other barbecuers throughout the country. We also host an open event on Saturday. We host a a backyard event for the uh, folks that aren't real sure what the barbecue thing is, but they know they can cook and they like to cook. They can come out and compete in the uh, backyard event. And uh, we also have a kid's queue where uh, ages 8 to 14 get to uh, cook a pork chop and a, a hamburger uh, to turn in as well as for judging. So we've uh, we've expanded the event a hundredfold since we first started, uh, you know, six years ago. But Um, That's kind of where we're at today and uh, where we all got started at. So since the uh, Best of the Best or the National Barbecue uh, Festival isn't necessarily associated with another sanctioning body or you're not adopting uh, some other sanctioning body's rules. We're actually, uh, I guess we're actually kind of a part of all of them because our our rules, um, we kind of adapted from around the country from parts that we liked and what we thought uh, most cooks and judges liked more on one aspect or the other. Um, you know, we're all blind judging, kind of, I guess, like a KCBS or a, a IBCA in Texas uh, type deal. Um, we don't use any garnish in the box, which is kind of like a Florida Association deal. They don't put any garnish, uh, only meat only in the boxes. 
uh, turning boxes. You know, so we just kind of adapted what we do here from the what we liked from all over the country, the different aspects and parts. It's kind of different. We run five categories um, in our events, the open and the best of the best. We run five categories, um, but yet we let the teams pick their best three categories. And no one team can compete in more than three to try to get the upper edge. So, you know, we've got the whole hog uh, that's available for the Memphis and May Cooks uh, if they want to compete in the whole hog. Uh, category. So basically, I guess we we kind of are affiliated, but we're not actually sanctioned by any organization. But we we definitely are affiliated and rely on them as well as for their information to send us their uh, top ten teams every year. How many different sanctioning bodies are you pulling from then? Uh, right now, there's twelve, I believe. Um, I'd go back and look. It's grown a good bit. I know this year. Um, we actually included the Canadian Barbecue Association, which actually has two divisions, I guess you could say, an eastern part and a western part. So we included that uh, as well this year. And we've actually got five teams coming uh, from Canada to compete this in this year's event. So you're going to have about 120 teams there this year then for the invitational part? Uh, well, no, we actually limit it to the first 50 teams that reply back to us. Our invitational is a little little different because uh, we right now we're doing an uh, entry fee for those invitational teams, but the prize money is $30,000, where most invitationals are running uh, $15,000, $16,000. We decided uh, early on that we wanted to put a pretty good prize money on that contest alone. Until we get a sponsor at that point, and we're getting close, we've had several uh, companies look at it, and uh, hopefully uh, we can close the deal uh, before next year. Where what we want to do is we want a sponsor to pick up uh, the entry fees for that team, and then therefore uh, the teams won't have to pay an entry fee as well as travel expenses and all that to get here. Um, But we pay out $30,000, and that's where um, that holds some of the guys back as you know, they have to travel like from Texas or California or uh, even Canada, you know. I mean, that's a that's a great expense in itself. And then you add a, a two $300 entry fee onto that, and that, just, that has slowed us down a little bit in our uh, invitational responses back. But we're hoping uh, for good things coming next year and the year after. So as far as how things are running at the contest, well, I guess, first of all, what day does it start? It actually uh, it kicks off on Thursday. Teams will be uh, moving in on Thursday, um, getting set up, and uh, we'll actually start cooking uh, for Friday's turn-in uh, for the best of the best invitational, which turn-ins usually start Friday, I think, at 11 o'clock. We turn-in times uh, will be one category on the hour every hour, um, which, you know, gives cooks, uh, a little bit more time to prepare uh, for their turn-ins and stuff. I think, you know, like KCBS, they run like 30-minute turn-ins. And Memphis and May, they run like every 45-minute turn-ins. Um, the Florida Association runs every hour, and that just seems to give a little bit more time. And, uh, you know, you're not so rushed as going into the next category. A lot of those teams will compete in the invitation invitational on Friday, they'll turn around and compete again on Saturday in the open event. 
and uh, it starts all over again uh, Saturday morning with turn-ins at 11, uh, run until about 2 that afternoon. What are the exact categories? The exact categories, uh, we do chicken and we'll do pork ribs. Then the next category will be pork, uh, which contestants have to cook either a pork shoulder or um, uh, pork butt. Uh, the next category is beef brisket. Contestants can only turn in slices. They can't put any burn-ins or not allowed in the boxes. It's only slices. And uh, then the next, the last one, of course, is the whole hog. Now, you'd mentioned that the contestants can cook five but only enter three. Do they have to determine up front what they're going to be turning in uh, to be scored? That is correct. On their entry form, they are they are asked right then to, to pick their three categories. You know, sometimes that's the hard part because, um, you know, a team might, you know, change something halfway through the season and say, well, hey, you know, my rib score is better than my brisket score, so um, I think I want to cook ribs. Once they enter the contest, they actually choose what three categories they'll be cooking in then. Do you think it takes away from the consistency or the level playing field by offering five? Well, there again, because we deal with all organizations, we kind of have to cater to, you know, we we have to make it fair for all of them. So, you know, Memphis and May cooks, they only cook one category. Um, you know, the Memphis and May World Championship, you can cook one category and win the whole uh the whole world championship off of one category, and that's the way you do at Memphis and May. A regular Memphis and May sanctioned event, you on, you can cook all three categories, um, which is the whole hog, ribs, and pork. Um, but they don't even have a chicken category or a beef category in their uh, sanctioned organization. It's just a deal where we thought it would be uh, a little more equal for each team to pick their best three categories versus their best four. But, you know, this just, just puts everything nationally. And, if you you know, if you go around and you know a little bit about what these other organizations do, uh, it just seems more balanced for the cooks to choose their, um, their best three uh, versus their best four because there's, it's just so different from what some of them do on a week-in and week-out basis. How are the uh, meats actually scored? What kind of a scoring system are you using? We actually uh, we use our own uh, scoring system that we come up with. We use a, um, a 1 to 10 scale. We use a blind scoring system, like I said before, which means the boxes are turned into uh, uniform containers, um, and then the numbers are changed before they go back to the judging room so that no judge will know what team it come from or whatever. Once it's on the judging table, the judge has a, a 1 to 10 scale, which he judges on, but he actually can use a, a one-tenth system. So if he wants to give a team a 9.5, he can do that without giving him in-between scores. But probably the, the most fair thing that we do or we think we do is we compare – on the judges' tables, we have six judges, and what we try to do is have one judge from a different region sitting at one table. We try not to have uh, two regions represented on one table at any one time. What we ask the judges to do is actually compare, before they write a score down, all six samples that are on their plate. And what, we want, what we're looking for is that one high score uh, off of that one table. So... 
then again, then we leave it up to the judges again because we actually ask them to rank a 10 as the best product they have ever had by none, period. So there's very few 10s given because we put that criteria high and we tell them, you know, one would be something you would not even feed your dog. So, you know, you've got, a, you've got all those numbers in between those two upscales and, and low scales. But we feel like the uh, asking the judges to compare all their entries before they write a score down is a little more fair than just having somebody not to compare what you're eating because we feel like no matter what you eat, whether it's a cheeseburger at McDonald's or a, a hot dog in at Atlanta Varsity, you know, you're going to compare that to something where, you know, that's the best cheeseburger I ever had, or especially in a judging situation. So we feel like it's a little more fair to compare uh, what's going on on those standards as 10 being the best you've ever had or, you know, one being almost not eatable. So, Are there classes to take to become uh, like a, a certified best of the best judge? We actually do a judging school here in Douglas to kind of show – New judges, anybody that wants to, you know, become a judge can do that, and that will be held, I think, October 13th. But we're more not too much on the certified uh, quotes as qualified. You know, we just want somebody that's got a good taste bud, and, you know, we can, they have any idea of competition barbecue, which is what we try to use as certified judges from all the different organizations, and then we bring them in, in in the judges' meeting, and we tell them, look, we know what area you come from and what sanctioning organization, you know, you've been judging, but this is what we're going to ask you to do today is we're going to ask you to put your palate to the test like it's never been used before because you hold in your hands the ability to give away five, six, seven, $8,000 to a cook today. But, uh, yeah, you can actually uh, become a, a judge, but we're, like I say, our deal is we want qualified judges, not necessarily certified judges. But, you know, last year I think we had folks come all the way from uh, Missouri uh, to the judging school, and this year it looks like we're going to do the same thing. I think we've got three or four uh, folks coming uh, from the Midwest this year to attend a judging school. So This is kind of a difficult question uh, for me to ask uh, i did this last week with tana shoop from the jack daniels but uh, in your opinion and if you're able to kind of transition yourself out of the position and affiliation that you have what do you think is the most difficult to win out of the you know the top four barbecue competitions best of the best the jack uh, the royal or memphis and may oh man <laughs> wow well my goodness man I don't know that I could answer that. I can tell you this. At that, at all those events, you'll find a core group of about seven or eight, maybe ten teams that can qualify for all of those events. Those are the ten or the elite group that I would put my money on to win it. But as far as, uh, you know, which one would be easier or harder to win, I, I, I don't know that I could even come up with a guess. Let me uh, let me re-ask it this way. If you had a, a choice out of those four, which one would you pick to win and why? Oh, man. If I had the choice to win, me to win one? Yes. I would probably win the best of the best, you know, because you got uh, teams from all over the country, all and they're all on a different playing field from what they're normally doing. Um, 
it's not the exact week in and week out thing that they do. This is a once a year thing that some of them get to do. So I think that would uh, that would show that I could uh, compete with anybody at any time if I could win that event. I, I would think that would be it. When is the National Barbecue Festival? National Barbecue Festival this year is November 2nd and 3rd uh, in Douglas, Georgia this year. And how can people find out more about the National Barbecue Festival that houses Best of the Best competition? That's right. Um, the website is probably the, the easiest way, and it's uh, www.nationalbbqfestival.com. Or if you feel free to call our offices, uh, one 800 385-0002, and uh, we'll be happy to send you a packet with any kind of information uh, that we have uh, available as well. Kale Phelps is the organizer of the National Barbecue Festival, which uh, also has inside of it the best of the best invitational and open barbecue competitions. Kale, appreciate you taking time out this afternoon to talk to me about the festival and the competitions, and good luck in the future. Hey, Greg, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having us on today, man. Take care. Uh-huh. Thanks again to Kale Phelps for joining me this afternoon, organizer of National Barbecue Festival. If you're interested in that website, so you can get more information. It is, again, nationalbbqfestival.com. That's nationalbbqfestival.com or their phone number, 800-385-0002, 800-385-0002. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to find out more about barbecue and grilling, why don't you visit our website at www.thebbqcentral.com. We'd love to have you join the fun and camaraderie of the best barbecue forum on the internet. Stay tuned for the D-Dogs rub spot on the backside, Jones. From Barbecue Central, this is your program host, Greg Rempe, saying so long, everybody. D-Dogs award-winning barbecue rubs put the perfect balance of spicy and sweet on your ribs, chicken, all beef and pork, and more. Whether it's slow-cooked barbecue, or grilled steaks and burgers, or soups, vegetables, or anything else from your kitchen, D-Dogs award-winning rubs make good food great. Four flavors, original, maple, apple, and peach, each made from the freshest all-natural ingredients. Order yours today at www.ddogsbarbecue.com. That's D-D-O-G-S-B-B-Q.com. D-Dogs Barbecue Rubs. It's better than ketchup.